you know by now that the dogs in my house wear Paco collars, and the newest addition is Stig's tan leather collar with brass fittings and turquoise stones. It seriously looks like the bay we bought our house on, and his smooth coat and long neck show it off perfectly. We picked it out in person at Paco's booth, and the staff helped us to be sure we got the exact fit and style that was right for him. I catch myself mesmerized by this collar when I walk him. How crazy is that? So get over to PacoCollars.com and grab a collar you'll be obsessed with, and don't forget to use the promo code COGDOG for free shipping. We've got a puppy. Puppy Elementary is my puppy training subscription service, and it's all about our new puppy, Watson. It's just $45 for six months of Watson's development and education, and you'll have indefinite access to the materials, so sign up anytime. Just go to www.thecognitivecanine.com and click the Puppy Elementary tab at the top of the page to register. Each week, you'll have access to multiple training videos and blogs, as well as constant access to the Puppy Elementary Facebook group, where you can talk about your progress with other students. Watson won't stay little for long, so join now. Hey there, dog people of the internet. It's me, Sarah Strumming of The Cognitive Canine, and this is called Dog Radio, a podcast about all things dog sports and dog training. Join me as I explore my cases and considerations regarding the behavior of the dogs we live and play with. I hope you enjoy it. what separates excellent trainers from mediocre ones? What's the deciding thread that kind of weaves through a trainer making her truly great at what she's doing? If you ask any room of animal trainers, um, you'll get different answers to this. Some will say experience, uh, they'll say communication skills, clarity, observational skills, and you know, all of these things matter. But I think that something different is the game changer. I think that creativity, and more importantly, the liberal nurturing of creativity, is the game changer. And that's something that we all are kind of born knowing how to do, is to be creative. Because we create as human beings. That's that's part of what makes us human beings, is that we make stuff. Um, and we make stuff up and it separates us from kind of the rest of the animal kingdom. And, but we forget how to do it because like anything else, creativity has to be nurtured and cared for. And, um, if you do that, it will grow. And if you don't, it will wither and die. And, you know, it's kind of, I love that quote that rather than saying the grass is always greener on the other side, um, the grass is greener where you water it. And that is, that's so the truth in so many situations. And it's very much the truth with creativity. If you don't treat creativity like the really magical skill that it is and practice it and get better at it, um, it does wither and become this kind of fragile thing that needs to be built back up again. And when I watch other trainers who I admire, I wonder all the time, where did she 
get that idea that is so smart and that's what it comes down to is that these people are they're creative and they're allowing their creativity to shine through their dog training so one of the times that creativity saved my butt in dog training was um Felix was struggling with a really specific weave pole entry and weave poles have been um hard for Felix and I as a team not in a bad way but just in such a way that I have been pushed beyond um you know any any place that that particular obstacle has pushed me to before and I I'm grateful for that I think I have a much cleaner much smarter understanding of of weave poles now because of him but um he was struggling with a specific entry and I have chosen not to use guide wires on my weave poles which is something that a lot of people do if a dog is struggling with an entry they just put up guide wires so that the dog um, basically can't choose the wrong entry and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I know Felix and I know that if he actually hit that guide wire like if he went for the wrong entry and you guys when he goes for the wrong entry like he's sure he's right so he goes for it with the gusto that I want him to go for the right entry with and if he actually were to hit that wire when he was sure he was right he's just the kind of dog that may never weave again <laughs> so I'm very very careful about um allowing something to produce an aversive experience for him so I didn't want to use guide wires and a jump wing I kind of messed around with maybe using a jump wing to help him but that just brought a whole new mess of issues because the jump wing is a cue itself to do something else and so um I finally you know I'm looking around my agility space and I'm looking at what I've got and I tried a bunch of stuff <laughs> I tried putting you know I tried making the we the entry that he was missing look different from the rest of them so I used different striped poles I used different thickness of poles I tried to use a pool noodle over the one that he was kind of skating past to try to make it more obvious and these things weren't working and the cool thing about creativity when you know that creativity will solve your problems then you just keep creating until the problem is solved and so eventually I actually just put a tunnel bag in my weave poles to simply to not block him or stop him from making the wrong choice but to just make the the choice that I didn't want him to make just ever so slightly more difficult because he would have to jump over the tunnel bag and boom he was suddenly you know it clicked for him and he I was able to fade the tunnel bag in one session which is always my goal with a prop and um it was fantastic but I I just would have never imagined using a tunnel bag as a prop to help me train weave poles and that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about if we get creative if we think about our problems in a really um creative critical manner we will always find our solutions and it is really it's really just um, intrinsically reinforcing to me 
to allow a creative process to solve a problem for me. Um, I recently had to kind of let those creative juices flow when I was teaching my mom's dog to um, grind her own nails down by scratching um, a board with a piece of sandpaper on it. And this is a dog that has literally never been trained to do anything in her life. <laughs> and so, um, and I needed to get it done in a matter of days while I was spending some time with them. So I had to get, I had to get creative in a number of different fashions and I had so much fun with it. It was such a good time. And I loved watching the dog figure out the problem. And I think at its core, this is what I love the most about animal training um, I love the problem solving aspect of it. I love the creativity and the best trainers I know, like I said, they've got this, um, just really smart nurturing of their, of their own creative genius. And because of that, they come up with awesome solutions to things. Um, I just taught a really great workshop with a colleague of mine here locally, and it was so fun. We helped a bunch of agility teams kind of enhance the fluency of their dog's obstacle performances. Um, and we did that by just kind of systematically, creatively asking the dog the question, what do you know? Um, meaning we'd present the dog with a challenge, like a weave pull challenge, and we would really deliberately set it up to where we were just incrementally on every repetition asking the dog another question about what they knew. So to the point where the dogs were having these high rates of success um, and the, the handlers, more importantly, were learning how to creatively apply different challenges to their training that they may not have thought of because I think that most people think about the kind of quote-unquote normal challenges that you might face in agility okay so the dog might have to deal with crowds and they might have to deal with loud noises and certainly other dogs around and barking dogs and the problem that people always come up with is well I can't recreate the trial environment at home but what you can do at home with a little creativity is recreate um, kind of the same amount of pressure that the trial environment might put on the dog. Um, and maybe more importantly, the same amount of pressure the trial environment might put on you. But you just have to get a little smart about it and a little creative about it. And rest assured, the, you know, think of a trainer you admire, think of somebody in your sport that you admire creativity is working for them. They're allowing it to work for them. They're nurturing it. They're not following a recipe bit by bit. They understand the science of what they're doing, usually, and they're applying it systematically, yes, but creativity always has to come in. Um, I think of, you know, the first, some of the first people who trained say, running contacts in dog agility. I think that they were creating. Nobody had done it before. And, you know, even way back when, the first people training stopped contacts were creating. They were saying, okay, we've got a problem, which is the dogs are now going fast enough that they're jumping over this yellow zone on the board and we need them to 
touch that yellow zone in the board. The two on two off was a very creative solution. Um, and it's time. And what's really, really cool is that we're getting more and more and more creative solutions to that problem of how do we make sure that the dog hits the yellow and how fun is that? And cool is that? Um, when I watched world championships this past year, I was blown away by some of the weave pull entries that I was seeing, particularly some of the, the Russian large dogs, the weave pull skills that those dogs had were unlike any that I have ever seen. And truthfully, unlike any I had ever kind of planned to train, but now I'm going, oh man, they got creative. You know, they, they did some stuff that other people haven't done because they've got stuff that other people don't have. And I think that's exciting. I think that's fun. And I think that's cool. And I think that's how animal training stays interesting for us. Um, I have some kind of non-dog training humans that I really look up to and admire. And one of them is Elizabeth Gilbert. And she wrote a little memoir called Eat, Pray, Love that you may have heard of. But she also wrote this book called Big Magic, which is about creative living. It's about nurturing creativity in yourself. And she has this idea in the book, um, and it was published several years ago, I think maybe 2012 or something like that. I, I could look it up, but I'm not going to. Um, it's sitting right here on my shelf, and it's this big, beautiful, uh, colorful hardback. And I really, I pull it down all the time because it's really important to me. And she's got this idea that um, ideas themselves are kind of living beings, that they're kind of an entity and that they want to be made manifest and that that's why they weave themselves into us and kind of itch at us until we make them. And that's such a cool, creative idea. And what it reminds us of is that, like I said at the top, we're creative beings and if an art teacher in sixth grade made us feel like we're not creative beings, it's time to tell that art teacher to shut up. She even suggests in the book that you just write a letter to the person who made you feel like you're not creative and inform them that in fact you are. <laughs> and we are all creative. And I think if you feel stuck in your dog training, if you feel like there's a problem that you can't solve, get creative, get bust out a whiteboard and write down all the possible solutions that you know about and then create some more. And they could be stupid things that would never work. Um, stupid things that you couldn't even make happen. Um, you might actually find your answer among those quote unquote stupid ideas I mean, that's where the tunnel bag and the weave pole ideas, idea came from for me. Um, the tunnel bag happened to be sitting there and the weave poles were sitting there. And I wondered, maybe that will work. And that's certainly not my most kind of creative moment, but it was one of the things that happened recently that if I hadn't been thinking a little bit outside the box... I may have gotten stuck and said, well, I could use guide wires, but I'm afraid to use them, but I don't think that's a good idea. And I, here's all the reasons I don't think that's a good idea. Um, and then I could have just said, so, oh, well, 
not an option for me. Do you know how many times, I mean, people say this all the time. They say, well, I know what the answer is, but the answer won't work for my dog. Well, then that's not your answer. And you've got to just think harder about it. Um, so let me know a moment that you were creative and it solved your problems. Have a discussion over on the Cog Dog Radio Facebook page about it. Um, let me know what your most creative moment in dog training was, or maybe post something you're struggling with and let the Cog Dog Radio community get creative with you to try to solve it. Thanks for listening to Cog Dog Radio. If you have questions or suggestions, shoot them over to cogdogradio at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like the Cog Dog Radio Facebook page, and until next time, happy training!